Michigan football was on a roll. Can new head coach Sharon Moore keep things rolling? Yes, he can. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. You know we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and get started. All right, Sharon Moore takes over. It's official. We're going to dive into it, plus the latest news around the Big Ten and our Big Ten Top Ten observations from the weekend. We'll see if your favorite team or player made that list. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, new Michigan football coach, Sharon Moore. He was the best choice to get this position here with the Michigan football team. And he's got the best chance to keep the good times rolling. I think he'll do just that. I'll explain why in a second. Look, Jim Harbaugh leaving the Michigan Wolverines after an undefeated season and a national championship at his alma mater to take an NFL head coaching job. That was the worst kept secret in sports. Worst at all, all of sports, NFL, college football, whatever you want to say. And of course, then I think Michigan naming assistant coach Sharon Moore as the new head coach of the Wolverines. That was the second worst kept secret in all of football. Look, both things have now officially happened in the past few days. Now everybody that was involved can move forward, take a breath and get on with their lives. But what is moving forward for Michigan, right? Let's define that. We'll get to that in a bit. They just finished 15 and 0 undefeated capped it off with a national championship. They've won three straight Big Ten titles, and they beat Ohio State for the third consecutive time. So Sharon Moore comes in with everything running pretty well at this point, all right? And he's going to keep most of the staff together, but keep a lot of the remaining players in place, and that's all going to help maintain consistency in recruiting, Okay. It appears defensive coordinator Jesse Minter and Jay Harbaugh will go to Los Angeles, which Jim Harbaugh is expected. And it looks like just about everybody else will remain intact. The one to keep an eye on here, though, Michigan strength coach Ben Herbert. He is the heartbeat of this football program at Michigan, and Harbaugh may take him to Los Angeles. Uh, you know, the, if you ask anybody that's involved, in college football, the strength coach, some would argue it's more important than the head coach. This is the guy that has access to all the kids all year round. There are times when the coaches cannot meet with players. It's funny NCA rules. But the strength and conditioning coach is the guy that's uh, there in the middle of it. And by the way, he's done a wonderful job. I mean, just look at look at the, the physique of Michigan players from when they come in from high school to when they make themselves into future NFL players. And regarding some other things here with Sharon Moore and the transfer portal, you know, as we mentioned, as we told you, 
Once a coach leaves, the transfer portal now opens back up for 30 days for the team's players should they want to look elsewhere without penalty. Remember, when Nick Saban retired from Alabama a few weeks ago, there was a mass exodus of players, both from Tuscaloosa and newly recruited players. And 26 of those players, by my count, that was the last time I counted, have, have left existing players and new recruits. I mean, can you blame them? They want to come in and play for the legend, Nick Saban. Look, it's early, but so far, there has not been such an exodus from Ann Arbor since Jerome Moore has been named the head football coach, and I think that was strategic. Look, I think players who play there, they like the culture. They like being a part of Michigan. They like becoming Michigan men. Um, so I think Michigan, Michigan's going to lose far more players in the upcoming NFL draft than they're going to lose in the transfer portal. Uh, others will continue to play because they don't lose everybody. And um, then those that have been earning their time there with the assistant coaches, they're going to stay. They're going to stay, move up. They're going to get their chance. And keeping a coaching staff in place allows a player to know that his hard work the past couple of years, even though he might not have been cracking the lineup and getting out of the football field, it, was, it wasn't all for naught. These coaches know what's going on. And if you bring in a new coach, there's new evaluation, there's new players. It's a whole thing. I think there's some comfort with some of these Michigan players that are staying and that they don't have to like prove themselves all over again from ground zero. Look, as far as the recruits go, retaining more uh, is a big help. And we got the second biggest signing day of the year that we had the early signing period of December. Remember the old uh, traditional one uh, in February, it's still coming up in a few days. That's big. You know, Sharon Moore has to keep those guys coming in the pipeline. And um, look, he's one of the best recruiters in the country. It wasn't all Jim Harbaugh. Sharon Moore had a big hand in getting a lot of the big names to come to Michigan. All right. Can that continue with Harbaugh no longer behind him? That remains to be seen. A lot of guys wanted to come and play for Jim Harbaugh, just like they want to go play for Nick Saban elsewhere at Alabama. Will uh, Sharon Moore be able to continue to close the deal with these players? Now, the upside of all this recruits every year for the last four years, they've been here and every time, you know, every time Jim Harbaugh comes into their living room to recruit them, hey, is Jim Harbaugh going to stay? Or when Sherelle Moore goes into a living room of a family recruit, hey, what about Coach Harbaugh? Is he going to be there when I get there? Every year there were the NFL rumors, right? That's over with. For better or for worse, that's over with. Don't have to deal with that anymore. So if a kid wants to come to play at Michigan and he wants to play with Sherelle Moore, you don't have to worry about that anymore. So I think that's a good thing. Moore talked about two things in his introductory press conference going into the weekend. Uh, he talked about recruiting relentlessly, and I, that's what he has done. That's what he will continue to do. I have no qualms with how that's going to go if you're a Michigan fan. I think you're in good shape there. Uh, he also talked about the importance of name, image, and likeness. Every coach talks about it, and the school has to back you up. And I think Michigan has done fairly good, fairly well in that. But he needs a continued support there from the school. Like Michigan cannot get complacent right now. Ohio State is on a tear when it comes to name, image, and likeness. They've just stepped it up a notch big time. Michigan's got to keep pace with nil um, in order to you know not allow Ohio State to catch him. So with all that said, uh, I'm curious to ask you, Michigan fan, and any college football casual fan and Big Ten fan who may be watching right now, uh, what is your definition of success 
for Sharon Moore at Michigan. What's the def? I mean, let's let's take a look at this realistically for just a moment. I mean, fans, media, athletic department, school president, the trustees, even Sharon Moore probably all have all have different definitions of what success is, particularly in year one. And maybe that could cause some friction, some uneasiness. But let's be real here for a minute. I don't think I need to say that it's highly unlikely that in 2024, the Michigan Wolverines will go run the table undefeated and walk right into a national championship game in January of 2025. Look, they might, but it would be one of the greatest feats in sports, right? And I know Georgia, and that was great when they did it just a couple of years ago, but back-to-back champions, that doesn't happen all too much in college football. Football is very rare. Um, winning a fourth straight Big Ten title, I think that's possible. I think it is possible. And look, they're going to lose about 20 really good players to the NFL draft. You lose 20 guys that are good enough to make it to the NFL, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to hurt you a little bit. And everybody else is gunning for Michigan, right? Uh, plus, the Big Ten is going to add four really good teams this year from the West Coast. And they're all going to have their eyes focused on supplanting Michigan at the top of the pile. But let's face it, as much as fans in Ann Arbor would like it to happen, you know, Michigan's not going to beat Ohio State every single year forever. It's not. There's going to be ups and downs, right? We know that. So, again, take some time and ask yourself, what does success look like for Sharon Moore and the Michigan Wolverines moving forward? I would say that if he is in the mix for a Big Ten title where maybe it comes down to the Ohio State game, win or lose, I think that's a successful year for Sharon Moore, keeping him near or at the top level of the Big Ten. I think that's a successful season for Moore. Anything else is frosting on the cake. You know, keep in mind, under that scenario that I just painted for you, where Michigan is in the hunt for a Big Ten title and it comes down to the Ohio State game, win or lose, under that scenario, Michigan's still going to the playoffs. All right, we're expanding playoffs from four to 12 teams. Any team that, that is that close at the end of the season to being in the mix for a Big Ten title is going to get into the playoffs and, you know, win or lose against Ohio State. Anyway. That's how I see it. That's what I think a successful first season for Sherrall Moore is. I would love to hear from you guys on that. Don't forget, you can hit us up on Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10. Don't forget comments on uh, YouTube as well. And don't forget our website, TalkBig10, number 10.com. We can also get your favorite uh, Big Ten school merch, tickets. It's all right there on the website. We archive everything we do on the website right there. All of our podcasts are there. You can go back and check them out as well. All right. Do we finally have some movement on the offensive coordinator front at Iowa with Kirk Ferentz? Maybe. And uh, Ohio State basketball fans, not happy these days. Did you check out social media this weekend? We'll do that. Plus, we'll have our Big Ten, Top Ten observations from the weekend. Maybe you'll agree or disagree with that list as well. All that is coming up right here in a minute on Lockdown Big Ten. I want to talk to you about eBay Motors, passion, drive, patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, anything you can think of. Whether you're into speed, power, style, looks, 
eBay Motors has got you covered. Over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, that is ebaymotors.com. Of course, eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. I want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day, especially every dayers out there. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe. Hit us up. We'd love it if you would join us there. Subscribe. It's free uh, and it's on YouTube. And you can also share and follow and like Lockdown Big Ten wherever you get these podcasts. Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. And again, don't forget to go to our website, talkbigten10.com. Get your uh, favorite Big Ten merch and your fanware and tickets there. TalkBig10Number10.com. Look, it's been three months now since the Iowa Hawkeyes announced that they would be replacing offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz. But we talked about this last week on Lockdown Big Ten. Again, you can go back to our website, uh, TalkBig10.com, and go find it uh, if you want to go back. And we've got them sectioned off by team, too. You want to go under Iowa, click Iowa, find all the Iowa stuff we've done. Um, every team, we got it all organized for you. Very easy, very simple. Nevertheless, um, we've been beginning to wonder why there's been no news or even some good rumors out there as to what, uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes were, were doing or who, uh, Kirk Ferris was interviewing. Um, so we talked about former Wisconsin coach, Paul Christ. It seemed like he was a candidate, but not interested. And he stayed with the Texas Longhorns. So, so we were all over that. Another name that was floating around, and we did discuss this last week, uh, but there was a weekend report that Kirk Ferentz met former Duke offensive coordinator Kevin Johns about the position. Uh, again, this is something we discussed as a possibility, but it looks like it took a step forward this weekend. Look, Duke averaged 400 yards and 32 points per game last year. I mean, can you imagine uh, Iowa football with those kind of numbers with the defense, special teams, and the complimentary football that Iowa is used to playing? Johns has been around in addition to Duke. He's been at Texas Tech, Indiana, Northwestern, so he has experience with the Big Ten. Now, here's the thing. Whoever Ferentz decides to hire, Ferentz obviously has been very slow and methodical about this, and he wants to make sure whoever he hires is going to be a good fit on this staff and be a part of everything they do at Iowa. You know, he referenced his days a long time ago. I mean, he's been at Iowa forever. Back in the days when he was at Pitt, they had a talented team, more talent than they usually have at Iowa, Dan Marino. But he talked about how they had a dysfunctional staff there, and they just they couldn't get together. And then he came to Iowa. Maybe the talent level wasn't as high, although they did have talent. And he said just the cohesiveness of the coaching staff made all the difference in the world. He's always been conscious, uh, conscientious about this. So he's a patient man, but maybe – an announcement for offensive coordinator could be coming soon. Love to hear from you, Iowa Hawkeye fans. I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, now, this past weekend, all the Big Ten teams were in action. There was one game that really caught my eye, and it was the Northwestern Ohio State game. Northwestern, always tough at home, always tough. A good basketball team, but always tough at home. You know, they uh, they blew out the Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend, 83 to 58. 
And look, this is what they do at home. They uh, they beat number one ranked Purdue at home. It's just tough at home. Uh, Boo Booey continues to be one of our favorite players to talk about and to watch at Northwestern. And he's climbing the scoring charts at Northwestern. 19 points against Ohio State moved him into third place all time on the Northwestern all-time scoring list, and he's 10 points away from moving into second place. So congratulations to him for that. Meanwhile, the chatter on social media for Ohio State is is getting more and more negative toward the Buckeyes basketball program. Now, they've had some uh, incredible scoring droughts from the perimeter. Sometimes they just put up these threes, and they they just don't go down. Um, They had eight different players shoot three-pointers in the Northwestern game but they were five for 21 behind the arc in this game. That's a lot of three-point shots if you're not hitting at a better rate. And the Buckeyes fell to 13 and seven, but they're three and six now in the Big Ten. Now, as we approach February, that means March Madness is getting close. And right now, I think the Big Ten is poised for six teams. Six teams to get in the NCAA tournament. Purdue is a lock. Wisconsin and Illinois look pretty good. And then there's Northwestern in Maryland. And I keep telling you, keep watching Nebraska. Keep watching Nebraska. This is this is a good basketball team. Teams like Indiana and Iowa and Michigan State, Minnesota, and Ohio State, man, they're going to have to figure out something fast. We're running out of calendar. We're running out of opportunities for quality wins, quality road wins, all that kind of stuff. Uh, like Indiana doesn't have a quad one win yet this year. The, they're just these teams that they're struggling. And I just don't – every year we're like, oh, how many teams are in the Big Ten are going to get in the NCAA tournament? Oh, they're going to get eight teams, nine teams, ten teams, 11 teams. I don't think that's going to be the case this year, not unless one of these teams in this second group I mentioned of Indiana, Iowa, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Ohio State, not unless a couple of those start getting hot and starting putting some wins together, they might be in trouble. Bubble teams, not maybe not even bubble teams. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. February is a very important month. You know, a lot of good teams. They come in off of December and the non-conference schedule. They're rolling into January. Those teams that are struggling, they need February to figure things out. It is really hard to all of a sudden figure things out. March, when you're in the Big Ten tournament, hope you get hot. That's not the best way to be. And so February is kind of like the final dial it in time and figure out, are you going to be or you're not going to be? Very important time. So we'll continue to keep an eye on all that. I also have some other observations on Big Ten teams from both men's and women's basketball I haven't mentioned yet, but I'll save them for my Big Ten top ten observations coming up in just a moment. By the way, here on Monday night, there are no men's or women's basketball teams uh, in action. Nothing to watch. Nothing to watch on Monday night. Just keep watching Lockdown Big Ten or go back and watch some old podcasts as well. We'd love to have you. Also, Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's separate from us here. I mean, it's separate, but it's all the same company, the Locked On brand. Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering the league. This podcast appears on there, too. You can get a look at what other people are doing, other podcasters are doing on Locked On. It's uh, called Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. You can subscribe there, just like you can subscribe here. Uh, to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. All right. As I mentioned, I have my weekly look at our big 10 top 10 observations for the weekend. Did your favorite team or your favorite player make the list? We'll discuss all that coming up in one minute right here on locked on big 10. 
You know, it's Super Bowl time. Happy Super Bowl season to you, all who celebrate. Celebrate with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, look, you get all comfy on the couch. You nosh on your favorite food, favorite beverages, whatever it may be, and placing some super bets, right? FanDuel's got so many ways for you to end the season with a big W or two or three. Actually, there's a ton of stuff. There's more stuff bet on during the Super Bowl than anything else in the world. FanDuel has so many ways for you to be involved. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown. It's these prop bets that I like. Uh, how many points will be scored, so much more. I will tell you, uh, each and every year, I always like to do the just right off the bat, and each one, uh, the over-under on the time of the National Anthem. Look, it's Reba McIntyre. Right? I'm going to go do some research. She's done a few national anthems back in her day. I'm going to see if she's under two minutes or over two minutes. Start off right there. And by the end of the game, you can bet on what color the Gatorade is that they dump on the coach's head. Bunch of stuff is out there. So check it out. If you're a new customer and you join today, you can get $200 in bonus bets for your first bet of $5 or more if it wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Once again, that is fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel an official sportsbook partner of the nfl all right uh it is time for us to take a look at our big 10 uh top 10 observations from the weekend i will share these with you and we'll see if you agree or disagree maybe maybe i'll have to one off i always somebody always comments during the the week particularly on the YouTube comments. Hey, what about this person you forgot? It, it's possible. Or maybe they didn't make the list because there's so many great things. So I'm going to put it on screen if you're audio only. We can check it out here together. And uh, I'll describe it as best I can with everything that's going on. And the first thing we are going to put on our top 10 list is the Minnesota men's basketball comeback. They were down 14 on the road. You know, Penn State's a tough place to play. And they were down 14, and they end up winning by nine. What a turnaround there, 23-point turnaround, and beat Penn State 83-74 to 74 over the weekend. So they get the number 10 spot on our list. Next, I want to talk about Iowa. Peyton Sanford scored 26. Tony Perkins scored 24 in their 88-78 win at Michigan. Iowa started slow this season. They're starting to heat up a little bit. Plus, Michigan is really struggling. So uh, congratulations to the, those two players. Anytime you get two guys in the 20-point range, uh, I like your chances. At number eight, Maryland's Julian Reese. You know, he scored 15 points in the win against Nebraska on Saturday, 73-51. Big win. Nebraska much better at home, but this was a road game for them. But he also had 16 rebounds. I like that kind of a double-double. 15 points and 16 rebounds. Maryland's Julian Reese. Congratulations there. All right, that's at number eight. At number seven on our Big Ten Top Ten observations over the weekend, I want to give a shout-out at number seven to Northwestern for their 83-58 win over Ohio State. And, again, we mentioned just a moment ago the, the Northwestern defense held Ohio State to 5 of 21 from three land. Only two players from the Buckeyes scored a double figures. I'll give some credit to the Northwestern defense on that one. As far as the Northwestern offense, it's all about Boo Booey. You know we love talking about him. 19 points in that game, five rebounds, five assists, 
threw in a couple of three-pointers in that win over Ohio State, and as I mentioned earlier, moved into third place on Northwestern's all-time scoring list. Again, 10 more points away from number two all-time. At number five on our list, a shout-out to Wisconsin basketball, the men's team. Actually, both the men's and the women's team get a couple of shout-outs. I don't want to foreshadow what's coming up just yet, but here at number five, Wisconsin basketball. They beat Michigan State over the weekend, 81-66. to That is their ninth win in their last two games. A lot of chatter out there that if the season ended today, Badgers would be a number two seed. I think they would. I think they would. Playing uh, really like it's them and Purdue, I think, down the stretch for the Big Ten title. Speaking of Wisconsin, we'll keep it rolling. At number four with A.J. Storr in that win over Michigan State, 28 points. High scoop off the backboard. Just phenomenal player. Uh, a lot of highlights, a lot of points. All right, at number three, let's go to the Lady Badgers of Wisconsin, Sarah Williams. She uh, she helped the Lady Badgers beat Rutgers 73-62, to 31 points, 12 of 14 from the field. Almost a perfect game from the field. 12 of 14 shots. Pretty good. 31 points. Congratulations to her. At number two, hey, we got to have Caitlin Clark on our list. The Lady Hawkeyes, they defeated Nebraska 92 to 73. Caitlin Clark's line, yeah, ho hum for Caitlin Clark 38 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. Just continues to roll. She is phenomenal. Lots of fun. All right. And that number one, Michigan naming Sharon Moore the head coach. Kind of a big deal in Big Ten country. In Ann Arbor, introduced him there on Friday. He was out at the uh, Michigan game, spoke to the fans, uh, center court of uh, Michigan's game this weekend. Sharon Moore with some big shoes to fill with Jim Harbaugh departing, but he's the right guy for the job. He's the right guy for the job. He's been there. He's got the experience. He knows the program. Stepped in when Harbaugh was suspended. Led the teams to uh, to wins. Well, they didn't lose any games this year. Any whoever was coaching, Jim Harbaugh, Sharon Moore, they were winning. But Sharon Moore beat Ohio State, beat Penn State. Got to give the guy the job and see what he can do. Give him the chance. He earned it. So that's number one. So that's a look at our Big Ten top ten observations from the weekend. If I left anything out, hit me up at Twitter or X at Talk Big Ten and on YouTube with your comments. Even at our website, Talk Big Ten Number Ten. Dot com. I would love to hear from you. All right. So there we have it. Pretty fun uh, list. If I do say so myself, a lot of great stuff to talk about around the Big Ten. Uh, I mentioned the socials, the Twitter, YouTube, website. Hit us up. Talk to me. All that stuff. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet. That really helps us out. I'm going to ask you to do that. It's free. And you can follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it comes available each and every day. And don't forget what I mentioned earlier about Lockdown launching the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube as well called Lockdown Sports Today. You'll love it. All of our shows are on there every half hour, uh, top of the hour, bottom of the hour, stuff rotating in there, including this, yours truly, on Lockdown Big Ten. So go to there, Lockdown Sports Today. You can subscribe there as well after you subscribe here to Lockdown Big Ten. All right, that'll do it. We're going to have a big mix of uh, football news, off-season news, and basketball, men's and women's, and other things going on as well. This is your source. We will have it all right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Thank you for watching us. Check you out tomorrow. I'm Craig Sheeman.